is Maddie Rempe from Cleveland, Ohio. And you're listening to Barbecue Central. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. I originate from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. July 4th Eve, as it were. Hey, you want to jump in? More than happy to do it. I'll provide you with a phone call. Phone call number? Or I'll provide you with a phone number, which you can call in on. We revert back to the very popular, not working very well, but now working again, new call in line. So please make note of this one again. 216 Seven seven twenty one twenty. That's two one six seven 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 two one two zero. And if you are so inclined, you are able to call that number. You will get my call screener. His name is John. He's located in Michigan. And John will get your name, where you're calling from, what you'd like to talk about. Then he'll kick you over to me. If you're really good and I don't hang up on you before I get to your call, I'll pass you back to John. Maybe we'll send you off with a prize. Who knows? But again, that new call-in number, and I was through a very lengthy technical conference call yesterday with the folks that are in charge of this beta test, and we did a whole bunch of things that I have no idea how they do it, what they do, but they did it, so... I did a lot of testing with John earlier, hours before the show airs tonight, and also a little bit earlier in the afternoon. So give it a try if you want, 216-777-2120. That's the hotline. If you want to email the show, you can do that as well. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com or on the Twitter and Instagrams at bbqcentralshow. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening, in case you didn't get the newsletter that released around noon today. Coming up in about 11 minutes from now. We missed them last month. But once again, we have reached the precipice of a first Tuesday of a month. And this month, it just happens to be July. So we are now more than halfway through the year. And the first Tuesday of the month normally brings a visit from the good barbecue doctor. That, of course, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. So if you have any questions, I would suggest, A, email them into me through the email address 
Or if you're so inclined, call that phone number that I just asked or that I just mentioned to you, 216-777-2120. And you can ask Ray your barbecue question or ill or maybe you want him to explain a technique. Whatever you want. Uh, More than happy to have you going in that regard. So go ahead and uh, use that as you see fit. At 9.35, typically we don't do this, but it is a open segment. So if you want to call in or you've been dying to call into the show to ask me a question about a past guest or something that is currently going on in the world of barbecue and grilling, what have you, make use of that time. Also, if time permits, we'll go ahead and Dole out some prizes. Got a bunch of books, more than I even anticipated. A couple Stephen Reichland books. Still got that Jess Pryles book. I got a DivaQ book. A number of them uh, text-type devices that you can use to broaden your barbecue and grilling horizons. So you call in when I tell you to, and we can do a little trivia, or we can play one of those fun games that I always have going on, the uh, porno or athlete cheese or font, winery or rehab, all that good stuff. That's 9.35. And then we'll move on to the second hour, and I'm very excited that I am once again having on the creator, the founder, the brainchild of one of the most prolific barbecue and grilling brands currently out there in the market today and has been for some time. I am, of course, talking about Matt Pittman, who is the pastor, if you will, of Meat Church. Everybody knows Meat Church, the gospel, the holy cow, a number of other rubs. Of course, the apparel is crazy. Matt also does barbecue classes, which we'll be talking about. Recently this year, he partnered with Traeger Grills. Of course, I had also partnered with Traeger Grills at the beginning of the year, so we'll talk to him about his experience with those Traegers currently. And then we'll also get into the cooking classes. Now, I believe and Matt will be able to speak on this a little bit more when we get to him in the second hour, that Matt puts on his own cooking classes in Waxahachie, Texas, but also partners with Traeger to do Traeger-style pitmaster classes at his home base, but then will also travel as well. So a very busy guy. Last time we talked to him, had a full-time job, and then was also doing the full-time job of Meat Church. So Excited to talk to Matt Pittman coming up in about an hour and 10 minutes from now. So that's what you have laid out for you this evening, 216-777-2120, if you want to jump in on the phone. And you also have the email address, greg at the com. Let me go ahead and check in with phone screener extraordinaire John Solberg. John, are you there, buddy? I'm there, sir. All right, John is there, so... This is the voice you will hear on the other end. He'll say Barbecue Central Show Hotline or Barbecue Central Show, naming where you're calling from. And then, uh, is it hard to play your way into the show? I mean, we're just looking for callers, right, if we're being honest? Absolutely. All right. Looking for callers. That's John. Man, a few I'm words. sitting here waiting for the phone to ring. That's right. Phone's ready to ring. John is waiting to take your call. John, thanks. 216-777-2120. That's your phone screener. John. So now you can introduce yourself. Hey, John, this is so-and-so from Texas, or so-and-so from Oklahoma, or Ohio, whatever. That's how you get in touch. So last week I was talking quite a bit about steak stuff in general. By the way, I do have to say that I know that my, uh, how do I get here? 
I know that my computer feed... Actually, let me go ahead and rectify this situation really quick. I just noticed that the live feed is not uh, executing properly, and that's because I actually have it running on the other computer. So I'll go ahead and dump that right now, and then we'll go ahead and start up with the real live feed before John Dawson chases me down and says, Oh, Rempy, the live feed is not working. I got you. Now we're up and running. Live feed on. So, ah, 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 there. Oh, oh, oh. John, we're there. We're there. We're good. He beat me to it. So last week I was talking extensively about steak, steak cook-offs, temperatures of steaks, of course, the whole situation of restaurants purposely undercooking your steaks, and then I had tasked the Centralite public, uh, specifically the embedded correspondents, but also the Centralite public, to go out and do your own research and then report back in a month's time so we can really see if this is a thing or not. But part of the whole steak situation is that the competitive steak industry is booming. Of course, we know that the SEA events continue to grow like a house of fire. They have found a monthly segment here on this show, so that's kind of when you know you've arrived in the barbecue and grilling world. I have you on in some kind of a recurring basis, and the SEA is popular enough to warrant a monthly visit. That's a third Tuesday visit from Brett Galloway, one of the co-founders of SEA, the State Cook-Off Association. Actually, the last time Brett was on, I had asked him as we were transitioning out of the segment about something called the ACSA, or the American Competitive Steak Association. By the way, I'm trying to book a segment with Dan Hurst, who is the founder of the ACSA, the American Competitive Steak Association. And now, the KCBS is officially entering the competitive steak market with the National Grilling Society. How about that? Now, I have trolled through what is being acronymed as the NGS, or the National Grilling Society, and I don't see any rules posted anywhere yet or any schedule yet, but a post on the NGS Facebook page says that this is something that has been in the works for a long time. And I'm out to Randall Bowman to see if I can't book him or somebody that is uh, perhaps a little bit more up to speed on what the NGS is all about. I've already given him a couple dates to choose from, so hopefully we can lock that up here shortly. If you like competitive steak, that seems to be the growth segment to be in. Not barbecue, by the way. Competitive steak is where it's at right now. Three different sanctioning bodies that I can talk about right now and that we'll probably have interviewed here before the end of July is out, along with recurring segments from SCA. ACSA, NGS, SCA, there you go. Ray Lampy coming up out of the break. Let me tell you something, folks. Southside Market and Barbecue is where you want to go while we're talking about Southside Market and Barbecue. Established in 1882. Southside Market and Barbecue, the oldest barbecue joint in Texas, has been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. They offer premium Central Texas barbecue products, slow-smoked over real wood. Shipping and distributing 
or distributing and manufacturing sausage for companies across the U.S. From food trucks to multi-chain restaurants, Southside Sausage can be on your menu, too. All meats are processed in their on-site USDA-inspected facility, a trusted partner with a focus on quality and authenticity. Wholesale options available. They ship nationwide via FedEx, so you can get them through normal food distribution like Cisco, U.S. Foods, and Martin Foods, some of the biggest players in the industry. Co-packaging also available. From research and development to package completion, they can follow your recipe or help you develop something brand new. Private labeling also available for opportunities. If you don't know what that is, you can use one of their already established products, that being Southside Market and Barbecue, but you can put your name on it. So, for instance, if I wanted to market the Barbecue Central Show Beef Sausage, I can use their Beef Sausage product, which is absolutely incredible, put my packaging on it, and then sell it. So Southside is actually selling their Beef Sausage product. I'm reselling it as mine, and everybody's winning. They're shipping more product out into the market. I have now added a revenue line to my business. Not only great talk show, but now I'm giving you Beef Sausage The best part right now, if you're listening here live or on podcast, you can get 10% off your entire online order if you use code BBQCentral, all one word, B-B-Q-C-E-N-T-R-A-L. Again, that's code BBQCentral for 10% off all online orders when you go to southsidemarket.com. Once again, that's southsidemarket.com and coupon code BBQCentral for 10% off your entire order. Check out the private labeling. I'm telling you, it's absolutely insane. So good. All right, Ray Lampy, when we come back, stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Butcher Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, sauces, grilling oils. All of Butcher Barbecue products have been tested on the competition circuit as well as in backyards worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood, the king of your cul-de-sac. Visit ButcherBBQ.com to stock up now. Always trust your butcher. Get the hell out of here. I'm on the show. Crying out loud. All right. I'm not going to eat this. I'm right in the middle of a fucking show. Sit down or beat it. Jesus Christ. I'm very professional over here, and you've you've taken me to task here, Dustin. Well, that looks pretty tender. i got to be honest. Yeah, all right. Hold on. Uh, joining me here in the first interview segment is the first Tuesday of the month guest. You know him as Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. Ray, what's up? Hey, Greg. Sorry to interrupt your dinner, but good to see you. Yeah, I mean, who knew? I got a, I got a little bit of a brisket flat here. Uh, neighbor Desmond was doing a pre-4th of July brisket cook, and uh, I, I believe he went all the way out with a two-pound brisket flat and uh, has uh, since cooked that over the last, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes and uh, now has given me what appears to be pretty tender and flavorful brisket. So uh, a good way to start the 4th of July midweek. I mean, is that the weirdest thing to have 4th of July 
fall midweek. It couldn't be any worse. Well, yeah, if you have a real job, it doesn't really phase me much. But I was thinking about that the other day. Do you celebrate the weekend before, the weekend after, Tuesday? You get drunk tomorrow, you're going to be sorry on Thursday? Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. It, you can't really treat it other than kind of like a Sunday, I guess, but in the yeah. middle of the week. So I, mean, I know for myself, I have a real job. I know uh, neighbor Desmond has a real job. So uh, now neighbor Desmond, of course, a, a professional alcoholic by trade. So he has no problem uh, pumping them back, but I don't have near the capacity that I used to back when I was like 20 years old in college. So I'm just going to eat a lot good. of food and uh, and then I'll have to go to work tomorrow just like I was at work today. So that kind of, you know, kind of stinks. But uh, okay, right. So it's we had a month off last month. So we missed our June meeting, but now we are here July month seven, if you can believe it. So let's go ahead and ask you the prototypical Lead off Dr. Barbecue question that I think we've been asking for now going on two years. Update on the restaurant because I have to imagine it is getting so close you can literally taste it. It is. It, it really is. Uh, we're probably a month away still. It's just no matter how close you get, you still get the same nonsense delays. You know, um, it's amazing. I, it's been quite a learning experience for me. Because going into it, you think, okay, my project's going to be special. We have all our ducks in a row. We're not going to have all those delays everybody else does. Well, it's been the opposite. We've had every delay known to man. And we really didn't do anything wrong except tackle a monster project, man. It's a 9,000-square-foot build-out. We, we were talking about it today. It would have been easier just to build a building because uh, you take this old building and retrofit it and it was a little steel factory and now it's going to be a restaurant oh by the way we've got a giant bill here for you because we have to upgrade the sewer line because now it's a restaurant and on and on and on so but we are in the home stretch now they've started uh the finished work has begun the smoker's in place we can't fire it up yet because the hood's not finished uh the the giant mural have you seen the giant oh mural yeah i was gonna ask you about that that was insane I know, but I mean that you know that that's a sign that we're getting close, and uh, so yeah, we're in the home stretch now. Finally, probably another month. Um, uh, believe me, nobody wants to get it over with more than us. So, if this was Ray Lampy's singular project, would I be talking to the late Ray Lampy by now? Or I mean, it's nice to have this partnership <laughs> with the other owners. Well, it is, but I would never have tackled something this big on my own. Uh, not only is it not really what I do. But financially, this is a big project, mm-hmm. man. So, so yeah, I mean, we would have had a lot of the same headaches on a smaller level. I like to think, you know, a, a much smaller project, we would have been able to get it open within two years. Uh, but again, the reasons are because it's a giant, we've got, a, he just told me we bought these giant beams that hover over the bar. There's this big, they call it a cloud over the bar mm. of 12 by 12 beams that weighs 1,000 pounds. Wow. No, 2,000. He said it weighed a ton. Uh, There's a gigantic, I just saw this so cool giant steel cabinet that was built at a fabricating shop. Uh, It's this gigantic, like, Mad Max-looking piece of furniture, and on and on and on. I mean, at the office, there's a bunch of, like, antique furniture uh, there are there's bar stools that are saddles. There's bar stools that are tractor seats. I mean, it's it's nuts. It, it's so cool. I can't wait to show it to everybody. And and I think when we when we really do show it to you, you're going to say, okay, I guess I can understand why that took so long. So is this the type of restaurant that will have 
one of those celebrity openings like uh, Mabel's had for a week or two before it was technically open to the general public or once it's ready to roll, you're just going to open up and start to recoup some of that expense. Now nah, you got to do that because you got to do a little bit of test driving. You know, you got to test run. So you invite uh, one night we invite, I saw a list the other day. It's, it goes on for like a week of wow. one night, the neighbors from the giant apartment building across the street, we invite a bunch of them, you know, 50 or a hundred of them. So we get our, get the kitchen kind of working. Uh, one night we invite, there's a bar right across the street. So we invite the patrons from there. Uh, one night we invite a bunch of bloggers, local bloggers, um, and so on, you know, uh, VIPs. I don't know about that. Uh, if someone is my friend and they're a VIP and they want to come, we'll work them in for sure. Uh, for me personally, you know, we, uh, all my friends want to come to the grand opening. Yeah. Well, I don't know that we ever planned on that. It, 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 it's not the way to open a restaurant. You want, you want to try to get, I tell all my friends, please don't come the first month. Let us get the thing going. Uh, realistically, I'm going to have a party for all my friends in about six months and when it's winter and you guys all want to come down to Florida, so <laughs> you're invited, Greg. Oh, great. Well, thank you very much for the invite. That's the first uh, opening uh, VIP restaurant uh, opening invitation I've ever got in my life. So I will uh, <laughs> do what I can do to get down there to make that happen. Absolutely. Well, uh, well, hopefully by then we'll have it together. You know, I mean, the first month, it's a big restaurant, yeah, man. And, yeah. you know, it's going to be, I don't care who you are, opening a, a new restaurant, a new concept, it's going to be insane. It's going to be fun. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we're, we're going to get good food out. I, I, you know, at this point we think we got it all under control, but it, it's, you know, what happens. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be nuts, but it's going to be fun, man. That's, you know, you live for that. That's the, that's the challenge. So we'll see if it happens uh, next month, which would be August. And of course we'll get an update next month from Ray when he comes back on. We're talking with Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue, drbbq.com, his website. Is there a website for the restaurant right now? Well, there is. It's DRBBQS. Uh, we were going to use that as the name for the restaurant to somehow separate it from me, but we realized quickly that was going to be futile. So what what I think we're going to do the, uh, is uh, I just told them the other day I had an idea. We'll take take my website, well, both websites, and just make it a right and left. The left <laughs> side is Dr. Barbecue. The right side is Dr. Barbecue, the restaurant. And both will have the same landing page, and then you just go to the page. So it'll be the same website. Uh it was getting way too confusing trying to add that S on there. It just didn't sound right. And and honestly, you know, if if for whatever reason this doesn't work out for me, uh, I'm not going right back in the restaurant business. And even if I was, I'd change the name. So I'm not that worried about it. And, you know, I mean, that's the advantage of being an old guy. When you're when you're young, uh, you know, you you may have a lot of more projects going on in your life. This is the one shot at restaurants for me. So I'm all in with my name. Obviously, tomorrow, 4th of July, one of the biggest barbecue and grilling days. I think we have three all in that summer time frame. Memorial Day kind of opens it up. 4th of July, everybody's rocking and rolling, and uh, Labor Day kind of closes it out for the folks that are seasonal barbecue and grillers. Any last-second menu idea items you can give us as we roll into tomorrow? I'm actually loading in my suitcase uh, some burnt ends, and I got two cook points and two raw points. I'm on my way to Birmingham. I'm going to have to eat in whatever restaurant's open because uh, I'm shooting videos all day on Friday for uh, Food and Wine and Southern Living and one other magazine. There's a whole complex there in Birmingham. So I, I'm kind of like not in the zone for – I'm going to eat whatever I can find tomorrow night, probably a pizza or something. 
Um, but you know, hey, it, it, you got the whole day. Get get some get to the store in the morning. Get some ribs and cook them. It's a perfect Fourth of July food. Do you like the uh, the snacks? Like I always find myself making atomic buffalo turds. I mean, I think every time somebody sees a Facebook post of mine when I'm posting stuff, but it's like what the crowd is demanding. If I didn't make it, I'm sure uh, Desmond's wife Annie would come up. Well. Uh, fiance would come over and uh, slice my neck out with a butcher's knife because it's like one of her favorites. So I want to accommodate the crowd, but do you have anything like out of the ordinary that you find yourself liking? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the classic. Yeah. They're a hassle to make, but boy, we all like eating them. All right, I'll give you a good one. You take a wheel of brie, right? get you like a pie plate, and like a throwaway pie plate. Yep. When you're at the store, get this wheel of brie and put it on the smear it with sweet barbecue sauce and a pound of bacon chopped up Ooh. put that on top and just put it in the grill for a little while till the breeze melted the salty bacon the sweet barbecue sauce on the brie excellent holiday barbecue thing desmond are we making that tomorrow damn right we are damn right we are good doctor is in no doubt doctor with the hints that's right so Ray, I don't know if you're uh, familiar or not, but the 2018 Barbecue Hall of Fame class was ushered in a handful of weeks ago. Uh, Tuffy Stone makes it in, obviously, buddy of yours and, and everybody. He's kind of one of the faces of barbecue at this point. Uh, also, Tootsie Tominance uh, gets in from Snow's Barbecue, and uh, Charlie Virgos, uh, posthumously from Rendezvous Barbecue. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on each of those, uh, any personal interactions that you've had with any of those three, and uh, you know, just overall, well, we'll get a little bit more into that after you give me your thoughts on the nominees. Uh, yeah, I actually I voted for Charlie, and I voted for Tuffy. Um, I did not vote for Tootsie, but I think she's fine. Uh, uh, Tuffy, I, the way I try to look at it is, have, have you done a lot of different things? You know, if you're just a competition guy, that's great. If you're just a restaurant guy, that's great. Uh, Tuffy's done everything, man. Now he's written a book. He's done classes. He's traveling around the world and and, and engaging people. He's winning, winning, you know, almost second only to Darren work these days. Um, he's running restaurants. He's running a fine dining restaurant. And he's a damn nice guy. Yep. So to me, Tuffy is is, you know, a no-brainer, absolutely belongs in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, I, I guess at some point I wish we maybe we'll have a, a age or something because, you know, we don't, like a lot of sports, we don't necessarily have retirement right. and, and that sort of thing. So, we, you know, Tuffy's a bit young to be coming in there, but he certainly, uh, 100%, I voted for him and would vote for him again tomorrow. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Charlie Vargos, Man, there's a guy who changed everything. That's the guy that essentially invented the dry rub. You know, we don't talk about it much. But now the restaurant, oh, the restaurant's a shit show uh, tourist trap at this point. Is it? I, I've had some, I've had a good meal there, and I've had some horrible meals there. Mm. Uh, but they line up. I was walking down the street one day in Memphis and thought I was about to get robbed. And the guy said, he came up to me and I thought I was about to get robbed. And he said, it's right down the alley there. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, rendezvous. Isn't that where you're going? I just looked like a tourist. So he just was helping me. <laughs> I was going to the rendezvous. But but God bless him, man. That dude changed everything. You know, I, Charlie Bargos invented the dry rub. Uh, he's, he's still got a restaurant there all these years later. Very much helped put Memphis barbecue on the map. Absolutely deserves it. Uh, now, he doesn't. I mean, you know, Charlie's done other things because of the restaurant, but so, you know, I mean, it kind of doesn't fit my category of having done a lot of things, but when you do one thing that big, uh, you're fine with me. It's cool. 
Um, I think I voted for my third one. I think I voted for was Rodney Scott. Hmm. Uh, but Tootsie is, I don't know Tootsie, but I look forward to meeting her. I, I'm going to go to the Royal this year. So I'll be around, uh, Look forward to meeting her. I, I, you know, everybody raves about her and her food. Um, absolutely, we need, you know, we need more variety of people in there. She certainly doesn't look like the rest of us, and and you know, I mean, we certainly need some Texas people in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. I, I'm not against that one at all. I think those are three good choices. Um, I, I'm really happy about it actually because I, I just worry we get in a rut with too many competition guys and and too many guys from one region and. So now we get a Memphis guy in there, we get a Texas guy in there, and we get a guy from Virginia in there um, that cover a lot of different backgrounds. So I think it's good. Um, I, I think I've told you, we we don't have any input on who, who ends up on the ballot. Right. The ballot shows up and we get to vote. Well, um, and to me, those were three excellent choices. This was a special year for me as far as getting a lot more transparency on, whole that, on how that whole process works with the uh, nine... Uh, board members or committee members that generate that final nine list that ultimately get disseminated to the current barbecue hall of famers. And then the nine get to vote on that as well. So from a tweaks standpoint, right, you know, I always love to ask the probing questions. I mean, is there anything that if you had uh, ultimate control of how things could change or how people could be nominated, are there things that you would change to be a little bit more inclusive or diverse? I don't think so. Um, you know, in the early days, I was more involved. Mike Tucker and was, you know, very much a driving force in the beginning of it. And my advice always was go slow, go slow, go slow. Um, and, and that we, we needed to somehow, some way, have a diverse group getting in there in the beginning to legitimize it. If it ended up being all KCBS people, nobody in Texas was going to, you know, consider it legit. Um, and so I, in that regard, both of those things, I think, have happened. Uh, it's gone very slow. It's We've got a nice, diverse group of people. It can always be more diverse. Um, we could sit here, you know, a lot of everybody will name their favorite guy, and they're all right. We could name, if you look at, I, I said it in my speech when I was inducted, you know, why me ahead of 20 other 50, 100 guys that are out here in the audience? Um, so th that's the one problem. It's just we started too late, I think. Yep. You know, that that's yep. what I commend that to. So we're getting there. I, I always thought that after certain amount of years, we should maybe have one year where we say, let's put in a dozen people this year. We certainly could find them. Yeah. Um, let's look at the people that have been nominated over and over, and, and maybe let's put a dozen people in this year, and then go back to three a year or something like that. Uh, I think we're on a much better path without those categories that we're that we were doing in the beginning. Yep. Um, so I, I, you know, it's a tough, tough thing. Uh, all things considered, I think it's, it's doing well. I, we just got such a late start. The other thing you got to consider, they, um, it's expensive. You know, those trophies are expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, they give them a little something to travel there. Uh, I hope in my world, one of these days we get rings, you know, but it's one of, the way, the only way we're going to get rings is, and I think it would be fine. We pay for them ourselves up front. But, but once we got that rolling, I think they would want to buy the three inductees that year rings. So, you know, I mean, we, we say, okay, put a dozen in, but it would be an expensive proposition without proper sponsorship. Uh, I think we'll get it one of these days, you know, the sponsorship will happen. And of course, I'd like to see a real place for a Hall of Fame. Sure. Uh, there's a little corner in the American Royal Museum. I haven't been there in a long time. When I was inducted, they put some nice little 
uh, plaque sort of things up. Nothing high budget, but it was very nice. But I don't know if they've kept that up. If I was guessing, I'd say they haven't. Um, so it'd be nice if we had a place to have it somewhere someday. Um, but all in all, I think it's going about as well as it could. Ray Lampy joining you. You haven't been in inducted. Yet. Well, you know, I'm, I, I don't anticipate that happening, and I'm okay with that. That's fine. Um, let me change subjects here pretty quickly with a couple minutes that we have left. Uh, I'd said in the show open that I'm trying to expose a, a thing that's happening across the country, which is the purposeful undercooking of steaks across America. Desmond's laughing because he thinks <laughs> it's a joke, but I, I'm I'm really serious in this effort. But the the other the the real question I want to ask you about within that steak realm, there's a growing popularity of competitive steak events and sanctioning bodies now totaling three the kansas city barbecue society just recently unveiled their national grilling society you have the american competitive steak association obviously the sca your thoughts on is this what the kcbs was 30 years ago what we're seeing now with the steak associations well i guess it sort of is i saw that i saw a new organization the other day and i looked at the rules and frankly they didn't look very different than the State Cook-Off Association guys who did take the ball originally and run with it. I mean, that's not the beginning of it. Though. I could, there's, there's, a, there's a World Championship State Cook-Off in Magnolia, Arkansas, been going on for 25 years. I, I've been there a couple different times, and and it, it's it's a lot of fun, and it was a very cool thing. So, so I mean, that's kind of where it begins as far as I know. Uh, the difference, I think, is the beginning of KCBS, and I wasn't right at the beginning. I was in pretty early. Yeah. We were we were feeling it out, you know. First of all, we didn't have the internet, but we were keeping close to the vest the way I cooked mine and the way you cooked yours, and and there was some variety of things we did. To me, the steak cook-off thing immediately went to, uh, you know, everybody's got to, you know, when I went to the Magnolia thing, it was the question was, do I sear this over a fire? Do I try to put cross marks on it? Do I put it on cast iron and get that kind of sear? And then talking to the other competitors, everybody had a different plan. Well, grill grates came to the to the world, and these guys immediately embraced it. And I think we immediately created a standard that was not created by the rules, much like we've got with chicken thighs and yep. money muscle and some other thing. And it happened it, in KCBS. It took twenty years, uh, and the state cook off. It took about twenty minutes, and so <laughs> that concerns me. I wish we were. I'm afraid that there's not a whole lot of variety going on. Uh, you know, but whatever. I, you know, maybe you should be able to cook your whatever steak you want. But everybody would just cook ribeyes anyway. Yeah, right. So, for sure. Yeah, I don't know what you can do about it. I think it's fun. It's a good thing. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. Uh, KCBS been talking about some kind of grilling element for a long time. Um, they certainly have the the roots to do it. So I hope they do a good job. Ray Lampy will be heading uh, through Alabama. Did you say Al you're going to Alabama? Birmingham. Yeah, yeah Birmingham. Birmingham. All right. So uh, wish him a great hey, Fourth to of talk about England too. Oh. I was in England last week. Yeah, Grill Stock ended. We did Black Deer Fest, but it's the same kind of vibe. Really, a lot of fun. Is that something that's going to be growing or a one-off? I, I think so for right. sure. Uh, what it, it, what we it had accidentally happened as a live fire contest instead of a barbecue contest. There was a French guy with a lamb hanging over the fire and a duck <laughs> laying down in the fire and, and all kinds of cool stuff, and uh -huh. it was great. I think we're going to probably go in that direction. All right, Ray's traveling for the 4th of July, so think about him while we're uh, stuffing our faces with everything under the sun, but you'll see him here next Tuesday, uh, I'm sorry, a month from now on the first Tuesday of August, hopefully talking about a grand opening of Dr. Barbecue's restaurant. Ray, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Okay, take care, Greg. You got it. There he is, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue.
Talking about all the all things that are happening in the world. All guests via the Traeger Grills hotline. Ray Lampy. Right Yummy. By the way, if you don't mind, there he is. Neighbor Desmond. Chilling. Kind of lost in the background there. Ah, sorry. Hey, uh, you know what kind of cooker we like, especially when it comes to the high heat pizza oven stuff? You know the name of that? You're talking to me? Yeah. Which am I talking to you? <laughs> Can't you see me looking at you? With the six screens in front of you blocking me out? <laughs> don't, Absolutely don't not. Don't give away the illusion. That's, please. The illusion? Yeah, the Green Mountain Grill. Yeah, well, remember, what? people are seeing what I'm showing them. They're not seeing. They're real not seeing life. the real right. life of what we got going right. on. Right. If I go like this, they think I'm looking right at you. If you look to your right, then we're looking right at each other. See? But they don't know. We can't see each other. See? Oh. The magic of the green screen. Hey, it's a beautiful thing. Hey, Green Mountain Grills are the best. They Daniel come in Boone. three different sizes. You got uh, Jim Bowie, Daniel Boone, Davy Crockett. Uh, Daniel Boone is on my uh, deck right now. That's the one that I use almost exclusively as a high-heat pizza oven. Jim Bowie can house a tremendous amount of food, uh, probably five and six pork butts, depending on if you're going to pan them or not, uh, probably two or three whole packers. Also, Davy Crockett, if you want something that's very portable, maybe you live in a sports-related town, um, depending on who you talk to, we became a little less of a sports-related town. I'm not necessarily of that opinion myself, thank you. But we love to tailgate, whether you're going down to Columbus, staying here in Cleveland, maybe you're going out to Toledo or Youngstown or points in between. The Davy Crockett is something you can take in your car, truck, or SUV. If you don't have access to a traditional power outlet, and you have a 12-volt access in your vehicle, you can just plug it in and off it's running. And you're not really sacrificing a lot of capacity due to portability. You can still, if you TP them up, you can probably get three pork butts in there if you want. So you're going to be feeding up to maybe 100 people, depending on how your friends eat. Uh, for me and Desmond, you'd probably feed, what, 20 people on three pork butts? We well, eat. Eh, yeah. This is what it looks like tomorrow. We eat. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, so anyway, you want to go to GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. Check out the one you think that worked best for you, and then check out your nearest dealer because you can't buy them online. They pull through the brick and mortars. That way you can get trained on them how to use them properly so you're not looking to just give them right away because you don't understand everything. And if you're going to get the Jim Bowie or the Daniel Boone, please, oh, please, highly consider the pizza insert. It's like the best thing, right, Desmond, the pizza insert? It is. Man, Neapolitan-style pies, they're done in two, three minutes, tops. Okay, we have an open segment, so if you want to jump in, please do so on the new hotline, 216-777-2120. That's 216-777-2120. Neighbor Desmond is in. And we were just talking with Ray Lampy, so stick around. We'll be right back. Ready to get on the air? Call 216-220-0966. Now, let's get back to the LeBron James and Barbecue Talk. Craig Rampey. Well, I guess I'm going to have to change that one. Damn Uh it. I didn't even think about that until I just saw that deck run up into the program and it said LeBron on air. I'm like, oh, crap. What am I going to do with that? That's awesome. He's still the best player in the world. I know, but, you know, people were associating LeBron with Cleveland and I'm in Cleveland. The show's in Cleveland. Uh, It's a whole Cleveland vibe. uh, Yeah. You know, I think different. Hey, Desmond, this portion of the Barbecue Central Show brought to you by... 
cookingpellets.com. Love cooking pellets. Your number one source for quality wood pellets. For all of your pellet-driven cookers, visit cookingpellets.com for more information or to purchase. If you would rather purchase from the biggest online retailer of all time, you can go to amazon.com, search cooking pellets, and then go ahead and buy from there. So whatever you like, cookingpellets.com or amazon.com. Great new flavors as well. How about apple mash wood pellets? Sounds uh, like it might have liquor in it, like moonshiners, apple mash. Yeah, I can't wait to try them. I got to call Chris Becker and see if he'll send me out 40 pounds to give it a go. Those would probably really go good with pork. Yeah. Oh, all right. I got to dump this screen. Well, that's here. Rich. So what's on the agenda for tomorrow, Desmond? What are we What are we up to? So we're starting breakfast early. Yeah. Uh, breakfast, what, 9 o'clock? Yeah. I'm going to be, well, I might, I'm going to really try and get the art. So we're starting art flame first and we're going to have that stoke to run pretty much the balance of the day, at least into that two, three o'clock time frame. You think that's accurate? It's about accurate. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try and get the charcoal going by eight thirty, And I uh, do have lighter fluid. Good. Now, a lot of people are just going, lighter. not starting we're no, not going to be cooking no, over it. None no, of that. We're just filling no. that nice sphere in the middle with charcoal because I have decidedly gone against the grain when it comes to the art flame. A lot of people, actually the people that make it tell you it is a complete wood-burning apparatus, which I have done any number of times. I've used straight-up wood. However, like any campfire... It's not a great complete burn, unlike the solo stove, which is like pretty much yeah. smokeless. This is not like the solo stove. So you're going to get that campfire effect. So even though you have air on the fire at all times and it's burning as hot and as quick as it can, you still have that white smoke that comes up, that campfire smell. And if you live downwind from me, like the guy sitting to my left, you you're can screwed. get smoked out a little bit, especially if you're on your deck and that's no fun. So I decided at one point last year to go ahead and dump charcoal in there and just start from there. So I was going to get uh, quite a bit more burn. We had lump coal too, didn't we? Uh, yeah, but I find that briquettes are probably the best, way to best go. most consistent burn, less smoke, all that crap. Yeah. And I'll get longer burn time out of it as well. True. Easy to throw a couple handfuls in there too because I know it's uniform. True. So that's going to be the idea tomorrow. So we're going to start there, get it nice and hot, get it all scraped off, reseason all the good stuff because it's been you know maybe a month or so since the last time I used it. Then we go bacon to make sure it's totally seasoned. Oof. And then from there, it's kind of a Freefall. dartboard of what we're going to be putting on there. Just because there's no limit, right? Oh, I'm making French toast. French toast? I may do an omelet. I've heard. Shit, who cares? I've heard uh, pancakes are going to be on there. Blueberry pancakes could be on there. Yeah, we did that last year, too. Scramble eggs. Scramble. Scramble eggs. Uh, as you said, omelet. I'm going to be doing home fries. Man, I mean, there's, but there's really no limit. Like, whatever, no, sausages, do I'm doing chorizo, chorizo. from uh, Doug Shiding, believe it or not. Mm. So it's it's pretty high level what we're going to be doing here yeah. over the next uh, 24 hours. And then it just goes into a, a barbecue. I'm going to, after the show, I'm throwing on two pork butts. I got six slabs of six ribs. Six slabs of ribs. I mean, we have a incredible, dare I say, an obscene amount of food. That's going to be going up. Shit's going down. Yeah, it's going to go down. I so. can't wait. Well, look at this. I got to buy fireworks. I got to leave. How about this, Desmond? Let's Yo. go to the Traeger Grills hotline and okay. see who's calling in here. All right, let's do um, this. All right, I'm looking at this. I'm not sure. 
how to pronounce this name. Hold on a second. Let me dial up. John, are you there? I'm here. Um, the screen says uh, somebody calling in from Whole Hogwarts in Porksylvania. That's correct? That's correct. Okay, well, I guess we'll uh, see how this goes. Uh, so we will race to the Traeger Grills hotline and go to somebody calling from Whole Hogwarts. Uh, okay. Whole Hogwarts. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, where did that come from? This is Priskitsdorf, the barbecue wizard. And I have some great news to deliver from the National Wizardry and Grilling Council. You've been nominated for the Barbecue Wizard Hall of Fame. Well, what do you think about that, Desmond? <laughs> I think it's fucking awesome. I mean, it's highly unexpected. I'm not really up to date on the council. Who's on it? Yeah. Uh, that's me, Brisketor, the Barbecue Wizard. Hmm. Uh, anybody else? That's it, Brisketor, me. No Piggy Potter, no... Piggy Potter. I like that. All right. No Piggy Potter, just Brisky Dwarf. Brisky Dwarf. All right. I'm talking to Brisket Dwarf, the barbecue wizard from Whole Hogwarts in Portsylvania, in case you missed that in the open. Uh, Brisket Dwarf, is that your first or last name? First things first, Greg. It's not Brisket Dwarf. It's Brisky Dwarf. Oh. oh. And that's my wizard name. Pleased to meet you. M E A T. Did you hear what I did there, Desmond? I spelled meat M E A T instead of M E E T. You know, Brisky, <laughs> that joke probably works a little bit better in writing, wouldn't you say? Great, <laughs> don't give me that sass. I'll strike you down with my fiery post oak wizard staff if you don't shut your trap. Oh, you don't oh. want to know what my wood is capable of, Greg. No. Wait a minute. <laughs> I do not want to know what that wood is capable of. Um, so, why did you call again, Ribblesworth? I told you, Greg, you were nominated for the Barbecue oh, right. Wizard Hall of mm, Fame. Right. Uh, okay, I'll play along. <laughs> Who nominated me? An Instagram wizard with a beautiful name of Brian one seven four nine zero two one zero underscore for life underscore. I can't even look that shit up. Move too damn fast. Dollar sign triple X. Him four twenty. You're telling me the guy who nominated me for the Barbecue Wizard Hall of Fame is the same guy who got drunk and roasted me after the NBBQA awards when I came in fifth place. He's your biggest. Isn't that the guy that said I looked like a fifth-string wizard who was too thin to be in barbecue? <laughs> yes. I believe his exact words were, Bro, does he even eat barbecue? He looks like some actor playing some third-string no-lines wizard from some freaking Harry Potter movie. That's how I was nominated? <laughs> Who's else in this Hall of Fame? <laughs> Hold on, the real question. Hold on. That's how I was nominated, Briskydorf? It's not exactly a yeah. ringing endorsement. Tell me more about this Hall of Fame. Well, it's like the Barbecue Hall of Fame, but you're actually acknowledged by this one. Also, there Sheesh. were over 1,000 unique names nominated this year, and oh, Desmond, you'll like this one. They're all white. White? Like yes, white, white. wizards! 
like Gandalf. He was in the Hall of Fame once, but he was banned for using a propane incantation. That, and I kept pulling long, gross, white hairs out of my barbecue sauce. Now, I know we won't have that problem with you, Greg. Why? Because you're bald! Oh, yes, right. <laughs> Personal appearance, Mac. Appreciate that. Oh, well, you're a wizard. Is there a spell for that bald thing, by the way? Let me consult my wizard's home. <laughs> uh, I have a hair-growing spell, but it's just for the hands. To cast it, you give a few shakes of your wooden wand, and hair will magically grow out of your palms. Isn't wizardry fun? Uh, oh, it sure is. Desmond, is wizardry fun? Yeah. Okay. Um, Woohoo! Uh, Briskydorf, I can't help but notice that your uh, dialect kind of goes in and out, depending on what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, oh, Craig, is that sass again? You know, I don't come to your job and smack the microphone out of your mouth. All right, so when do I get into the biz... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, not when do I get in, but when would I make it, or how do I make it, or when will I find out if I make the Barbecue Wizards Hall of Fame? That was a great question, Greg. You are a pro. Let me use magic to see. I will consult the bones. Oh, my. Oh. Barbecue spirits, to thee I speak. Is Greg the one the Hall of Fame seeks? Does he rise or does he sink? Daniel Vaughn thinks his attitude stinks. Uh, that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> I was here for that one. <laughs> I can't tell yes, if are. that lightning is good or bad, Desmond, but uh, what do the spirits say, Dwarfy? The spirits say, jerk who enter contest, win jerky contest. You won! And there's no fifth place in the Barbecue Wizard Hall of Fame, Greg, because everyone gets first place. Oh, and shit. I don't no want to be a part of this. Fifth place is for losers. Fifth place is for losers? So's third place. If everybody Very gets true. a trophy, I'm not, I'm not into this. <laughs> I don't want everybody getting there. You are banned from the Wizard Hall of Fame, Desmond. Oh, gee. So, Greg. Yes. Welcome. You, Greg, are inducted into the Barbecue Wizard Hall of Fame. Not, now, not because I'm white, I hope, right? This isn't a white and black. <laughs> no, this isn't a white wizard only. Oh, great. This is great news I for got, me. Sorry. I got, that, I got that Michael Jackson disease in reverse. <laughs> All right. Well, I've made it in. I've made it in. Thank goodness. So let us play the official barbecue wizard anthem and repeat after me, Greg. Okay. <clears throat> so would Big Mo I ever be considered oh, wait, in wait, this? Hold on. Shut your mouth, Desmond. Oh, whoa, or I geez. will cast my spell on you and banish you into eternity. <laughs> Get that weak stuff out of here. Now, re- Sorry. Go ahead. Now repeat after me. Yes. I barbecue. Do not make this a joke, Desmond. I didn't this say anything. No joke. <laughs> I barbecue wizard Rempy. I barbecue wizard Rempy. Pledge to represent all third string wizards. Pledge to represent <laughs> all third string wizards. And even though the regular barbecue hall of fame won't accept me. Wow. Even though the regular barbecue hall of fame won't accept me. The barbecue wizard hall of fame welcomes me. Presuming I pay my yearly membership fees. The, the Barbecue Wizard Hall of Fame welcomes me, presuming I pay... 
Wait a second. You know what? I'm never going to pay to enter another contest again. I've just about enough of your sass, Greg. You're just like neighbor Desmond. You're disqualified for general attitude. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've heard that one before, too. It's a recurrent hey, theme. There's always next year, right? Uh, anyway, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show, Brisky Dorf, the barbecue wizard from Whole Hogwarts in Porksylvania. Really appreciate it, I think. Although the undertones, I truly yeah. appreciate you being here. <laughs> Until we M E A T again, Greg and Desmond. <laughs> oh my lord! That Risky did North, not, Thank you. That did not just happen. I don't know what the fuck that what? was. Well, <laughs> I can tell you one thing, Desmond. This is uh, this is pretty dramatic. If you missed it, one of us, not you, just got into the Barbecue Wizard Hall of Fame. So, would Big Mo ever getting Almost. inducted into the Hall of Fame? I mean, it's, it's got to be a no, right? It's a no. He's not a wizard. <laughs> he's, he's definitely not white. Not white. <laughs> Yikes! This is this is taking a turn for the uh, the worse. I think. Well, I I think it's safer to say that I almost got into the barbecue wizard hall of fame. Almost. You don't pay dues. Neither do I. Yeah. Well, I hate paying bills, but I do it anyway. You know, I try. I th- you know when I went to the NBBQA and I paid the seventy five bucks to get into the awards of excellence type of a thing, mm-hmm. I thought for sure seventy five bucks guarantee I'd have higher than fifth string, Oof. but not or fifth place. Sorry, fifth string wizard is what the that Brian guy called me on Instagram. He was hurtful with his words. Yeah, I was trying to find him on Instagram. Uh, unfortunately, forget uh, Brian twenty seven eighteen four twenty. Did you underscore dollar sign seventy six xx? Did you search at Brisky Dorf? No, from Porksylvania. Hold the fuck up. <laughs> Let's do this. There, I'm, I'm hoping that there there has to be a a Brisky Dorf somewhere. You look through that. I'll go ahead and talk to people about if uh if you find a Brisky Dorf, raise your hand so I can put you back on mic. I'm going to talk to people about Cook Shack right now. This is your Barbecue Hall of Fame wizard, by the way, Greg Rempe. Cook Shack manufactures smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience. Whether you barbecue in the backyard, on the competition circuit, or in a five-star dining facility, Cook Shack has a unit that will do the job and with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks. The perfect one-stop shop it is. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, Online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoking, grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google+. Get advice and share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. Cookshack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion at Fast Eddie Morin. The FEC 100 and PG 1000 always customer favorites. The PG 1000 can actually double as a smoker and a grill. Low and slow, hot and fast, the pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cook Shack residential electric smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a Cook Shack. Passion and dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing, with quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or visit them online, cookshack.com. That's cookshack.com.
Radio.com. We are back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we're back. This segment brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect your Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. And if you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're lucky because Fireboard is fully integrated with both constantly learning new skills. So you can say, Alexa, check my meat temperature on meat number five, and it'll pull up that particular probe through Fireboard. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com. Call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232 or fireboard.com. Wow. All right. Let me, uh, John, what was, was, so was that real or what? I have no idea. <laughs> I just screened him, man. It sounded real to me. It sounded really weird. Yeah. Really weird. Really? <laughs> what? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Congratulations on your introduction to the Barbecue Wizard Hall of Fame. Thank you. Thank you, Desmond. What I mean, what do you think? Real or put on? I, I, I don't know. You see, nobody can tell me if there is or is not a barbecue wizard out there because I think we're all afraid that they might cast spells on post oak wood sticks or staffs or whatever he said it was. Post I, wooden staffs. I don't know. He started talking about uh, meat and wood and. Hairs out of barbecue Hairs sauce. Hairs out of barbecue sauce. What the fuck? Yeah, that was crazy, right, John? I'm like, I'm like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see right. this coming. Yeah. I don't know. All right, well, oh, keep uh, keep the screening up. Thank you very much. John in Michigan. <laughs> wow. It's a unique guy. Yeah. <laughs> Brisky Dorf. Brisky Dorf. <laughs> the weirdest. All right. Uh, he was uh, very excited to nominate you, though. I couldn't tell if... Wait, I could tell. If I remember correctly, not only was he excited to nominate me, he's the only one to nominate me. Yeah, and he never answered my question. Who's all in this damn Hall of Fame? <laughs> yeah, well, there was uh, there was one white wizard, Gandalf, or Gandolfini, or whoever, Gandolfini. but he had a he did a pro-pane incantation or something. Yeah, and he got, this, he got barred. Yeah, so maybe, it, maybe it's currently... Well, Just you. Maybe Briskydorf is in himself, so he's looking to make it a pair. Yeah. Or maybe he's just on the committee and it's sitting empty right now, looking I, for me. I don't know. Wow. Well, I'm kind of humbled. Yeah. It's closer than I got with the Barbecue Hall of Fame, I can tell you that. Now, speaking of the Barbecue Hall of Fame, uh-huh. let's get into some real dialogue before we dive into the second hour. Well, we can't do that, really. Uh, we never mind. Like we'll do it at the end. So we'll, we'll do it at the top. Yeah, we'll do it at the top. All right, uh, neighbor Desmond is in until he leaves. And yeah, I gotta have... go pick up fireworks to blow up the damn street. Ooh, when do you do that? Uh, gotta make a move before I lose the connection uh, within the next hour. Oh, okay. Well, that's plenty of time for me. Yeah, absolutely. Right, uh, neighbor Desmond is in, and we have Matt Pittman coming up here in the second hour as well. Go ahead and refresh drinks and head back here so we can catch the second hour. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. Be right back.